Hi, this is Dr. Allo. So I was asked to try to consolidate all of the uh, diet research studies. And um, obviously, that's a really good idea. That lecture ended up being about an hour and a half long. Um, so when it comes to diet research, there's two or three different kinds of studies. One is a metabolic ward study, where you lock people up into a metabolic ward. You measure their intake, their output, how much they're burning, how much they're not burning, and different things you're trying to test. It's very expensive. You can't do too many people because it's expensive. You're locking people up in a jail for six weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is. And you can't, they can't be very long either. You can't people, can't people, cannot keep people there for 20 years or more. Um, there's epidemiological studies where you look at a population at baseline and you measure some things that you're trying to answer. You try to do like public policy to change how much saturated fat they eat, reduce obesity rates, smoking cessation, whatever it is. And then measure some of, the, some of these things every like four, five, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is. And then look at the general trends um, in their population. Then there's these like uh, biomedical modules um, where you look at, for example, like vitamin E. If we think that vitamin E, for example, is an antioxidant and we feed people more vitamin E or infuse them with IV vitamin E or have them eat more fruits and vegetables, then we can look at it and see what kind of uh, effects it had on their cardiovascular risk. Um, so there's different kinds of studies, and they all contribute to the knowledge and uh, information that we need regarding uh, diets. Um, so if I had to summarize all of the diet studies we did, and like I said, it's an hour and a half long. If you want to watch that video, we go through every single uh, study there is. Uh, but when it comes down to it, there's a few things that stuck out as very, very important. Uh, because I get a lot of questions like, well, Dr. Allo, what's the most, what's the best diet? Should I be doing keto? Should I be doing paleo? Should I have Nutrisystem? My friend is selling shakes. Um, you know, whatever it might be. There's all these different diets that have come up over time. Um, when it comes down to it, the diets that they looked at, if they were isocaloric and you controlled for protein, um, almost every diet worked the same. So if everyone is eating 1,800 calories a day and that's a calorie deficit for them, that's less than they need and they're losing weight, you're 18, 1,800 calories a day, 160 grams of protein a day, and the rest is any combination of fat or carbs, whether it's high glycemic carbs or low glycemic carbs, whether it's a ketogenic amount of fat or slightly less than that, um, the outcomes all turn out to be the same. You will lose weight. Your cholesterol will go down. Your good cholesterol goes up. Your bad cholesterol goes down. Your insulin sensitivity improves. Your insulin resistance uh, also improves. Um, your blood pressure goes down. Your uh, rates of heart attack and stroke go down. All of these things have turned out to be true. Um, one epidemiological study that I thought we should discuss is the country of Finland. Um, about 20, 30 years ago, they decided that we want to reduce the amount of saturated fat that people, that people eat. We want to reduce smoking rates and we want to reduce obesity. The average person there was eating about 23% of their calories from saturated fat. They were able to get it down to 20, 10 to 12% or so. Um, However, they found that people actually got fatter, obesity rates went up, and smoking rates were not affected and or went up slightly. So despite people gaining weight and more smoking, the only thing that changed was a huge reduction in saturated fat. The rates of heart attacks and strokes and cardiovascular risk and cardiovascular mortality went down by 80%. Um, so that, that's one example of a study. But that's that's pretty much what we found over time. That And, and they also looked at in other studies, we discussed this, but whether someone ate high glycemic index foods or low glycemic index foods, if that seemed to make a difference, as long as you controlled calories and controlled for protein, 
that also really didn't make a difference. Um, they tried to look at all kinds of factors, whether nutrition timing matters. If you eat six small meals a day or three larger ones, as long as the calories add up to the same and you're eating the same amount of protein, you will lose weight and all of your health uh, markers improve, your inflammation, your cholesterol, blood pressure, diabetes, all of that. Um, so what do I tell my patients? You don't have to listen to the hour and a half lecture if you don't want to. My conclusion would be, pick foods that you like. Um, it's very difficult to get somebody on a very restrictive diet. Don't eat uh, carbohydrates or don't ever eat fat or don't ever eat uh, this thing or the other thing. As long as it's safe and not dangerous, I tell my patients, go ahead and pick a diet that you like. Um, if you like eating eggs and toast for breakfast, feel free. If you like eating chicken and salad for lunch, feel free. If you want to eat a Pop-Tart every once in a while, feel free. Um, but make sure it adds up to the correct amount of calories. As long as you're in a calorie deficit and you're trying to, and your weight, your weight is coming off, you'll be fine. Now, there are some diets that are probably dangerous in some of my patients, cardiovascular patients who smoke, uh, obese, had heart attacks and stents or strokes. Um, you probably don't want to be on a ketogenic diet with lots and lots of saturated fat because that just confounds the issue and makes it worse. Now, we don't know for certain that uh, a ketogenic diet um, that amount of fat or the LDL elevation in that kind of a diet for sure uh, will cause heart attacks and strokes. Those studies are ongoing. But we, what we do know that without question, high LDL correlates with heart attacks and strokes. And if you bring it down and it, and it goes way down, um, your cardiovascular risk improves significantly and, and in some cases could be completely eliminated depending on how low we get your LDL. Um, so definitely keep that in mind as well when you're trying to tell patients what diets uh, to go on. Also, there was the Twinkie diet. Now, we didn't mention it in the other lecture, but there was the Kansas State nutrition professor. He's the head of nutrition. His colleagues saw him at lunch eating food that didn't look so healthy, and they were laughing at him or making fun of him. And he wanted to prove a point to them, so he told them, I'll prove to you that you can lose weight just eating Twinkies. And for the next three months, he proceeded to eat only Twinkies and supplemented 100 grams of protein a day because obviously that's very important. He made sure he got in 100 grams of protein a day, whether that was through shakes or whatever it was, and ate only Twinkies. Ate 14 or 1500 calories a day, lost 27 pounds. So he made a, he proved his point. We all know the McDonald's diet where somebody ate only food from McDonald's off the dollar menu, and they also lost weight because they stuck to a calorie count. Now, I don't recommend any of this uh, to my patients. I recommend that for the most part, 80 to 90% of your food should come from wholesome, nutritious food. Um... That's, you know, like whole grains, lean meats, lots of fruits and vegetables, um, beans, legumes, those kind of things. Basically, the Mediterranean diet. A lot of people um, look at the Mediterranean diet. There's been a lot of research, and we talked about it in the long lecture, but there's a lot of research behind the Mediterranean diet. Not only is it the only diet that has been proven to reduce cardiovascular mortality, all-cause mortality, and it reduces the incidence of about 10 different cancers. So if my patients ask me, what is one single diet or what is one single way I should eat, the only one with research studies showing that it prolongs life is the Mediterranean diet. And like I said, that's whole grains, lean meats, beans, legumes, um, olive oil, you know, liquid types of oils with low saturated fat or less saturated fat than other types of uh, fats. And, um, you know, things like fish, those kind of things. Very, very balanced, nutritious diet. Now, you don't have to eat like that every single day, but as long as 
80%, maybe even 90% of your meals come from that. And then I think you'll do really, really well. Um, the other takeaway is um, that a lot of these supplements and uh, things that you can buy or purchase over the counter or online, they don't improve or help weight loss at all. Fat burners and metabolism boosters and all this, we know none of that stuff works. We definitely know there's three things that work. One of them is caffeine. Um, one of them is protein. You have to get enough protein. And one of them is creatine. Um, most people don't get enough creatine. If you supplement it, it can help um, with a lot of things. Absolutely not necessary. None of those things are absolutely necessary as supplements, but if you get them from natural foods, it's fine too. Now, if you're like really a bodybuilder and want to get like really large muscles, then you probably should consider those. Um, and that's about it. There's really no science to it. Um, what I usually tell my patients, we got to calculate your total daily energy expenditure or, you know, what calories should I eat to lose weight? We tell people multiply your weight by 10. So if you're 200 pounds, 2000 calories, plus or minus a few here and there on either side of that should cause weight loss for most people. Um, and you also want to get about 0.7 to 1.2 or 1.5 grams of protein a day per pound of lean body mass. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you're looking at 140, maybe up to 240 uh, grams of protein uh, a day at the most. Um, for most men, you can get away with 120, up to about 180 grams of protein a day. For women, also about 100, maybe up to 140 grams. Um, for females, the weight times 10 might need to be slightly less. Um, maybe try eight or nine, but, but it's a good place to start. If you're a female that weighs 200 pounds, start at 2,000 calories, see what happens. Even men, start at 2,000. If your weight is going up, give it a few weeks. If your weight's going up, you obviously got to cut that down, subtract about 150 and try again for another you know three or four weeks and see what happens. It's a process. These are just guesses. They're based on algorithms and formulas on po large populations, um, but it can work. So do that. Now, if you're, if you, if you think you're eating 1500 calories a day and you're not losing weight and you should be start, get a food scale, start weighing your food in grams and then track it that way. It's much more accurate. And you, you'll really know um, how much you're actually losing. Weigh yourself every day. You'll see basic trends, fat loss, um, will be going down, but your weight on this scale every day could be fluctuating like this, although you're still losing fat. So don't be discouraged if your you know, weight is going like this. There's lots of things, um, hydration status, salt, hormones, all that kind of stuff, whether you worked out or not, can definitely affect daily weight fluctuations, but your, the fat is still coming off. So definitely don't be discouraged if you think your weight is bouncing around too much. Um, that's completely normal and completely fine. Uh, but overall, your fat, we will be losing um, a lot of fat. And there's so many studies that we went over in that long uh, lecture. If you want to look at it, feel free. Subscribe to the channel. Share this with all your friends and turn on notifications. Have a good rest of your day.